Hey there, and welcome to a very special episode of Hormonally Speaking. This week, I brought together a panel roundtable discussion, as I call it. This is something I've actually been wanting to do for a little while. I wanted to do it at the new year as we glided our way into 2022 to help sort of focus us as we, you know, move forward with all of the things that are happening in the world. It didn't happen then for um, multiple reasons, but I will just say that I'm glad that it didn't then because it was almost more important for it to come out now, I believe. So quick introduction of them so that we can hop into this episode that it really is, I just... I don't know if I want to say the words life-changing because that's, you know, overused, but I felt so inspired at the end of doing this interview and clear in a different way. And I hope that you are able to feel that way too. So the three women that I have on the panel today include Jen Ailey, who is a dedicated creative and coach who supports creative and holistic entrepreneurs to create thriving businesses. She teaches prosperity mindset, marketing, sales, and financial tools in ways that are soul aligned, practical, intuitive, and fun. Her TEDx talk, Harness Creativity as Your Greatest Business Asset, was among the 10% of TEDx talks chosen for TED.com, so go check it out. She geeks out on art, wellness, business, and houseplants. We also have Diatima Mantania, who is a professional astrologer and the author of Touch the Earth, Kiss the Sky, allowing the rational mind to welcome magic and spirituality. You can find her online at uraniuswell.com. Third, we have Sarah Poet, who is a truth seeker, a soul traveler, a former school creator turned feminine masculine integration expert, and as it turns out, a medicine woman for modern times. It is Sarah's mission to serve the true evolution of human consciousness, to integrate feminine and masculine on all levels, and to bridge us collectively from separation to connection, and to live a life of integrity and heart. To this end, Sarah is a teacher, couples coach, and sacred union activator, energy medicine practitioner, mentor, speaker, spiritual counselor, systems analyst, and new paradigm leadership coach and business consultant. Sarah will go with you to the depths, responding exactly to your unique path or query to uncover your deepest and most empowering truths. You can find the Sacred Remembering Podcast and Sarah's TEDx on the masculine and feminine within each person at www.sarahpoet.com. Okay, let's get into the good stuff and I will see you on the other side. Hey there and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. I wanted to do something a little different this week. Um, This is actually something I've kind of been wanting to do for a while, but it really has come up for me, at least in the last 
week, week and a half, um, because I definitely was very much impacted by the school shooting last week and with the understanding that these school shootings have been going on all year and they've been going on for many, many years. Um, but there felt or feels like something different, maybe um, a different level of it striking people um, and sort of the real deep pain and sadness that I'm seeing. And that's just one of the many things, obviously, that has been going on for so many people. I'm seeing deeper issues when it comes to health stuff. A uh, colleague and I were just talking yesterday about um, post-COVID issues, how that's particularly kicking up gut stuff for people. And there's actually just a recent study that shows that, in fact, and we're going to talk about more of that on a different episode. But the point of that is there's just so much going on, right? And I think that at least I was really feeling that we need some grounding with er in everything that's going on right now and some hope and some maybe guidance of where to go forward at this point. Mm -hmm. So I brought on three of my good friends and colleagues, uh, Jen and Sarah and Diatima. Welcome, you guys. Hello. Glad to be here. Yes. Um, so we're doing a little bit of a round table discussion um, about some of these big questions. So how we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants with this. We're going to see how this goes. <laughs> but basically, I'm just going to throw out a question and whoever wants to get started and answering it can do that. How does that sound? It's great. Sounds, great. Sounds good. Okay. So what are your takes on what is happening on both, you know, a global level and personal level for women right now? I love this. I'm always the one that's like, I'll jump in. This is <laughs> <I like> Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love the question, you know, collectively and then personally. Um, so I love what we're doing today. We're doing this roundtable. We're doing collaboration. So it's not just up to Christine or Jen or Diatima or Sarah to have all the answers and know everything to do and, and be going it alone. You know, I think the days of going it alone are obviously over. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing we got collaboration going on, we're modeling it here. And then, you know, we're, I think, looking for networks. We're looking for places um, to, to belong to form community. And then individually, I see a really big theme of sovereignty. And uh, my work has always been about sovereignty, but more and more and more in the last few years, um, really going into, you know, energetic sovereignty, financial sovereignty, like our energy is actually our own. And so when we know that and operate in that way, um, a whole host of things change in our lives because we're not just reacting to what's going on out there, but we are um, knowing who we are and standing, you know, in that truth and in that energetic. And then it's like, we're less easily swayed by what's going on in the collective. Cause I think what's going on in the collective has been crazy for years and it's not really getting any more, um, you know, it's not getting any less crazy, let's say it that way. And so, you know, big times of really big shift, big shifts in consciousness happening right now. And, you know, some people are going to react differently to those shifts in consciousness, but they're all opportunity. So the more that we know who we are and the more we um, are aligned to that sovereignty, 
I think we're going to be okay. You know, so sovereignty like <laughs> and then finding your tribe, like sovereign, yeah. find your mm-hmm. tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take on it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome answer. I love that. Who wants to go next? Well, from an astrological point of view, I would have to agree with you. I would say that what's going on right now with women, uh, particularly in the USA, has very much to do with empowerment and claiming our power, which frankly, although you know, feminism has been happening for well over 100 years now, uh, we still don't have enough power. Frankly, we still don't have an equitable amount of power in society. Um, <clears throat> and I think that it's getting to the point, and frankly, I think the the recent uh, Supreme Court leak of that document may have galvanized us to recognize the fact that, yeah, we've been kind of going along, you know, well, well, we don't really need to worry about the fact that, you know, everybody's still tottering around on high heels and, and, <clears throat> mothers are, are, are still more responsible for childcare than, than, than men. And all of the really misogynistic stuff that happens, not the least of which are some of the shootings that, that happen uh, in, in the world today. And we're like, well, you know, we're getting there, we're getting there. Uh-uh, not anymore. We're not going to get there unless we get out there and we say, no more. Absolutely not. You cannot do this. You cannot do this to half the population. And that's what the astrology is, is talking about. But I'm telling you, we're going to have um, a lot of upheaval getting there. Yeah. Mm. I definitely want to dive deeper into the astrology here in a few minutes, if you're mm-hmm. okay with doing that, because I'm very oh, sure. interested, sure. I think, as many people are of what's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so for me, uh, I'm going to speak more to the individual here because I feel like they've spoken about the collective. So um, the way that I've been processing this and my clients and people in my world have been processing this, um, you know, is burnout, (laughs) uh, grief, and accessing grief. And I, I really appreciate how because uh, the last, you know, the, the, you know, hundreds of years of patriarchy and all these things have impacted us. And, and, and there is something to grief. And I think there's power in that process as well of move, letting it move through us, you know, to access more of our power, more of our light, you know. Um, and I think also, and I feel almost emotional as I say this, I think that there's not enough recognition of how much COVID has impacted us. And I don't mean, I don't mean the, the actual sickness. I mean, the impact on society, economy, uh, relationships, connection, health, just because of the mental health piece, you know, partly, you know, all, there's so many things that have changed and we're still digesting, absorbing, adjusting to, and in it, you know, like my world is still, you know, yesterday I was in a group text with the group I'm in tomorrow night. And like, there's all these like so-and-so might have it. We have, do we move this? Does someone so do Zoom? Like, it's just a constant, like, you know, dance with, um, with all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, and it's a, there's so much change all the time still. 
Um, I mean, like my gas station that I always go to for seven years closed for a while because I couldn't find staff, you know, and it's like, okay, like that's another little thing. And those things add up, you know, and it just opened up again. And I walked in and told the guy, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so there's also an opportunity for a different level of connection. And, but we have to claim that we have to like be vulnerable and, and claim that, you know, and be willing to, ex, you know, let our nervous systems expand as much as they can through all this and, you know, connect. Cause I think also like, you know, everybody else is already saying too, like there, that's really the key in a way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, just add on to that a little bit of the sort of personal health perspective, you know, COVID obviously impacted in terms of how, you know, people getting COVID, how it impacted their health, but this reality of, you know, uh, major sort of sweeping changes that happens to the body, um, whether you got it or not, honestly, like for pretty early on within the first few months, my colleagues and I were talking about how we started seeing just for example, higher levels of H. pylori showing up on GI maps you know, and it was like, what is this from? You know, it wasn't even necessarily people that had COVID, but it's like, oh, the stress impact was kicking that up. Right. And then as time went on, these other things that we started seeing and, and as people, you know, get it and the changes in menstruation and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh yeah, this is a deep overhaul on the basic physiological level of almost all of us by the time it's all said and done. Right. I mean, I believe that we will all have COVID by the time it's all said and done. Um, and how that dealing with that and dealing with all of the other sort of chemicals in our environment that have been there for years and continue to be more, and you know, how some of the things that have been taken away that from protections from these things that, you know, we have even more of that actually that we're dealing with on a daily basis now than we even had a few years ago. And so mm-hmm. all of that, along with the disconnection from our communities um, and trying to re-engage with that is um, palpable, particularly if you are definitely, you know, watching the news all the time or tapped into all of that. It's so intense on our systems. And I really do believe that we have to each find our own way of, for our own selves, figuring out no, you know, being tapped into what's going on, but not overly so. Um, And that in all levels of our work and our play and our, you know, just understanding what's happening in the world, because it's it's too much. (laughs) It's just too much. Right. But we can't turn a blind eye either, you know, so um, figuring out what that is for yourself. And one of the things I would say, you know, it's just um, reading one of my colleagues, you know, she's like, I'm taking two weeks off and I'm disconnecting. And I can't say enough how much I recommend that never in history mm-hmm. were we this connected to technology or what's going on in the world or any of that. And we just, mm-hmm. our systems cannot handle mm-hmm. being tapped in all the time. So that's my take on that. And I know that's hard, you know, but even choose weekends where you literally do not turn on your phone, (laughs) you know, you do not open up that computer. So that's, that's a little bit tangential there, but I think that it's important part of re-engaging with ourselves and our intuition and what we have 
in terms of strength and size, otherwise we just don't have any strength left to help change things in the yeah. world. So um, we have to put on our own oxygen mask to use the yep. somewhat overused metaphor yep. first. Yep. And I think that a lot of people hear that and they think they're doing that, but they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, they really aren't because we've, there's been so many expectations placed on women forever, but now it's like even more stuff all the time. It's like, you have, you have to handle all of these things. And it's like, you, this is where, you know, Jen and I are going to talk soon about um, some boundaries um, in our upcoming webinar, but this is where boundaries become hugely, hugely mm-hmm. important and really sitting Absolutely. down and figuring out your own boundaries. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, good. So what are some of the ways that you guys see where things are heading? Should we just keep going around? Yeah. Go <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I, I think we're in a consciousness evolution and I don't want to lose sight of that. I want to remind us of that, that, um, if, if we're just looking to the news or to what's going on outside of ourselves um, to piggyback off of what we were just talking about, we're going to feel very frenetic, very reactive in the nervous system, very confused, very off center. Um, We are going to give our energy to things that are demanding our energy versus giving our energy to things that um, are of our own choosing. And if we're talking about changing the world and we're talking about changing the way of life for women, then we have to come back into, again, our sovereignty over our personal resources. And I've been talking about this differently. Um, So when we think resources, we often think of the things outside of ourselves, but I really Mm -hmm. want to encourage women to think about their inner resources first. And, Mm -hmm. and this goes for me, um, hand in hand with creating boundaries. And so what is getting your inner resources? So by that, I'm talking about your attention, your um, life force energy, your time, you know, your body, like your body's energy and what's getting that first versus, um, you know, and, and the way that I teach it, you can draw like concentric circles on a piece of paper and draw, you know, yourself just just in the center, because in the center, it's like just you. Um, Nobody else gets in that circle. Nobody, you know, it's like you and the divine. And then out from there, who who gets to um, be a part of your world? Like what gets your resources? Because we only truly have like so much time in a day, so much life force energy, especially depending on, you know, things like our human design, how much energy we have Mm -hmm. to, you know, to spare um, and, you know, and our preferences. And so just what's getting that And if you are on your social media or, you know, at work or listening to the news, or just if you're constantly taking things that are, you know, highly stressful to you and allowing them close to you, then that's a great place to start to, Mm -hmm. to reorganize, like what gets your resources. So Mm -hmm. I think that's just, that's just so huge. Um, 
And then we can move into, you know, a conversation that's kind of a bigger deal about how do we grow our resources as women, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't grow our resources as women through like the hustle, the grind. Christine does a great job of talking about this on the podcast. Um, we, you know, those days of being in that masculine orientation, my work is primarily about the, the feminine and masculine archetypes and how we really are coming into consciousness and rebalancing those within our own bodies. You know, like if we don't like the way things look in the patriarchy, let's start with our own energy and our own bodies first and our own actions first. Um, and so we can really get into, a, you know, a deeper conversation about, like how to grow our resources once we know where they're going. So it's not just always like we're like pushing things away or keeping them at bay because that takes a lot of energy, right? But when Mm -hmm. we're really clear in who we are and what we give our energy to and what we don't give our energy to, then our energy can actually grow. Like we can actually have a surplus, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than like constantly being on that depleted recovery train. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what the world wants of us. Like that is what was happening to the feminine essence, to the feminine energetic, like in the planet, in us for thousands of years, like it was just taking advantage of that life force Mm -hmm. energy of the feminine. And so if we want to see things change and we really want to like steer this ship, it starts in us with, Mm -hmm. with our own allocation of energy. Absolutely. And I just want to comment on that, you know, I, I talk about this a decent amount on the podcast. I probably don't follow it as well as I should, but following your cycle, you know, if you're a cycling woman following your cycle, if you're in menopause, you can still follow the cycles of the moon. And that is so much of our feminine essence, right. Of that sort of ebb and flow in that give and take. And when we have the energy to be out there more in the world, and when we are better, you know, in a place of connecting to our intuition, which can give us so much information for the next, you know, round of being out in the world and how, um, you know, particularly hormones can be so off when you don't follow the cycle, right? It's like, this is a literal inside of us can't change it cycle that's going on. Right. And even throughout the day, Mm -hmm. we have cycles, you know, like there are, there's a wave of energy for me throughout the day Mm -hmm. where, you know, like I have more to exert versus I need to reserve more. And one thing that I've been talking about on Instagram is that I really want us to get away from, um, using the feminine as recovery. Like using the feminine to rest after we've already crashed and burned. Yes. And so, you know, can we flip that and like put our meditation first, put our movement first yep. and get our intuitive hits from that. And then, you know, do the masculine thing of putting it into action after we have our clarity from the feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also speaks to finding your own pulse throughout the day and your own energy throughout yeah. the day, because we do most of us push on that masculine scale, right. Of just, we should have this level energy throughout the day. And if we don't, because majority of us don't, we're going to use caffeine or sugar or something to jack it up. Right. And I mean, I, you know, 
I totally do it sometimes too. I get it. You know, we feel like with deadlines, but the more that you get into, that's another boundary, right? And another boundary that you can create for yourself of knowing, okay, if I, this time of the day is not good for me in terms of like my brain shuts down, you know? So what does it look like if every day I do 15 minutes of meditation or deep breathing or something during that time and how that can change the whole rest of your day afterwards? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's so important because we have to get out of that mindset of we have to push through the day, you know, and I know that not every woman can make that choice that, you know, she's at work, what have you, but there's lots of little spaces, I think, where people can fit things in um, when they start to think about that. Yeah. Diazima, you want to share your thoughts on this question? Yeah. And I absolutely agree with Sarah about the uh, expansion and change of consciousness that we're going through right now. And that's very much backed up astrologically. Um, And I also agree with the cycles. And I think that one thing that, that we can do as women, one of the things that is absolutely coming in the years ahead is climate change. And all of that is, I mean, even this year so far, the temperatures in India have gotten so high that people and animals are dying in the street. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really important that we all start to focus more on nature. And that is something that we can do. We can follow the cycles of the moon. We can follow the cycles of the seasons and we can do the best we can to connect with nature because nature is not something out there. Nature, I'm an animist. Mm -hmm. So I think that everything in in nature is alive and conscious, although to a degree, you know, what it's not does not have human consciousness, but it is conscious. And I think it's important for us to to tune in more to the natural world because the natural world is going to become more and more important to us and all of this technology you know the the thunderstorm that's outside right now is interfering with my my internet connection uh and it's it's going to get it's going to get worse and worse Mm -hmm. so i do see a, a lot of technological failures in the future uh, that are going that are going to be due specifically to uh, to climate change, and I think that that the more we understand that nature is incredibly complex and conscious and requires our conscious interaction with us uh, with it, uh, the the better the, the more able we're going to be to handle climate change as as it occurs and in my experience women are much more likely to be able to accept the concept of nature's consciousness so i'm i'm thinking that that's one thing that we can focus on as you say you know following the cycles of the moon uh, following the cycles of the season the solstices the equinoxes the midpoints in between i think that's all very important but what I do see happening too is an extraordinary amount of, uh, of upheaval and social unrest. And there is this need for some of the people in this world to absolutely repress women and, and women's needs. And so I think another thing that we, that we need to be very conscious of is internalized misogyny, 
which is not just, and I'm not just talking about us, I'm, I'm sure that most of the, the four of us have, have done a lot of work on that and we understand, at least understand what internalized misogyny is and are likely to uh, pick it up, you know, to, to see it when it happens within us. But I think if it weren't for internalized misogyny, Hillary Clinton would have been president. And a lot of other things would have happened. And, and I think that we have to recognize that some women work uh, against their own interests. And it's important for us to be compassionate towards women who do that and understanding, while at the same time trying to uh, educate and, and point out how society needs to change to make sure that women have all of the opportunities that they need to help build a better world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it, it's, you know, interesting sometimes, and I know the word feminism brings up so many different things for so many different people, but how that word will, you know, I know some women that are just very against that word and they don't necessarily see because of the different ways it's been talked about of every, all the work that came <laughs> to be able to have them, you know, have the rights that we just take for granted every day by all those feminists right. <laughs> for 40 years that worked so hard to get us here, you know, yeah. um, raising, my, raising my hand here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You're like, that would be me. I'm one of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it is, it's fascinating um, how that can happen. And, and I understand that words get tweaked and meanings get tweaked. And, mm -hmm. and so it's easy to have people's minds um, sort of not see that, but, but, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like, we have to, you know, just, just like every white person has to understand mm -hmm. their, you know, racism, their inherent racism. Mm -hmm. And then also mm -hmm. if you are a person of color, the internalized, you know, racism that can happen too, you know, I mean, there's, it's just, it's so, these things are so prevalent in our culture that we have to really like pick them out and be, be aware. We of have made, we have made some extraordinary um, movement forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was born in 1952 mm -hmm. and I was legally not allowed to have a credit card until right. I was 23 years old. Right, right. Uh, right. I could not go into um, a restaurant or to work wearing pants. I had to wear a skirt and the, uh, you know, it, it was the, the level of repression of women was really extraordinary, yeah. really extraordinary. And I don't think people, I, I, I don't, I think that one of the things that the Supreme Court decision did was it woke a lot of younger women up to what is possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a lot of us second wave feminists are going, no, you just don't understand how bad it can get. Yeah, yep, and, absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm hopeful that that wake up call will will really key a lot of change uh, the change that i see coming up it's not going to be easy but right. it's going to change right um i want to swing back really quick to your point about nature too because i mm -hmm. thought that was really um fascinating i was reading the other day about um this person working on heavy metals in their body right mm -hmm. and so 
I know as a practitioner and I know as myself too, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times we're digging into like, okay, what is the thing that is throwing mm-hmm. my health off? What is it? You know, I've done this, I've done that. Da, da, da. Okay. So this, there's deeper things and you just keep searching for like these, this thing. Right. And absolutely heavy metals impact mold impacts, all of these things. But this mm-hmm. one person talked about uh, they did this deep chelation. I don't know if you guys know about chelating heavy metals, but it's, it can be really, really intense on the body. It doesn't always work. Sometimes people do it for years. Um, but it also is necessary in some instances. Um, but this one person talked about doing chelating stuff for a year and they were like, I didn't feel any better. It just made me feel worse, you know, cause sometimes when you like mobilize all the heavy metals in your body, if it's mm-hmm. not getting out properly, it's going to make things worse. And they wrote down what ended up bringing them out of that and making them feel Mm -hmm. the best. And they were like, number one, circadian rhythm, like getting hardcore about, you know, Hmm. like no blue light past 8 PM, like in bed by 10 PM, like really truly making that sleep time, the Hmm. most important thing, right? That was number one. Number two Hmm. was grounding, getting their feet literally in the dirt every single day, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then they went through a list of some other things too, but I was like, that's such a reminder that our bodies are nature really. And mm-hmm. for millennia, we were directly connected in those ways that keep us healthy. It's like, mm-hmm. look at the sun first thing in the morning, you wake up, that's going to help your adrenals, you know, go to mm-hmm. bed, cut off the technology, cut off the blue light, you know, by this certain time and get that deep sleep. Sometimes we need some help with that deep sleep. I know that well too. Um, mm-hmm. But it's amazing just making those kind of, I don't want to say minor changes because it's really hard for people, but like you actually can't supplement your way, chelate your way, do any of these other things without getting those foundations in check. And that's really going to make the biggest difference. And most of them are free. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so Yeah. All right, Jen, your turn. Okay. I've been taking notes and I have a lot of things. I'm trying to figure out how to prioritize. (laughs) So um, I love what Sarah was saying about the inner resources. And, um, and I think because we don't know what's coming, that's so imperative. And I, I, you know, for me, I've been distracted by social media so much lately. I need to pull that back. And um, also grounding. I went for a long hike on Monday, two, two, two days ago, three days ago. And I laid on the ground for a while on top of a mountain. And then yesterday in the middle of my work day, I took a blanket and I went and sat outside on the ground for like half an hour nice, <laughs> and laid nice. on the ground and yeah. cried on the ground. It's just, yes. like, it just like totally like letting everything like be grounded and connecting into that. And I can't, I, and I've, you know, I had times in my life where many years ago I had multiple car accidents and within a couple of years and my nervous system was wrecked. And I couldn't sleep in my house almost, but I can go to a park and lay on the ground and go to sleep. Mm. Like there's so much there that is so priceless. That is way underestimated. Um, and I had the grounding sheet with this silver in it, you know, this plugged into the grounding, like I'm hardcore about the grounding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I just want to mention creativity as a resource Mm -hmm. because I feel like it speaks to all that we're talking about it speaks to our autonomy our expression our connection to nature possibly like there's so many ways and the site you know there's so many ways it connects us to ourselves 
And, and it's something that we've always been doing for, you know, the whole existence of humanity is making things and creating things with our hands and everything. And we're disconnected from that quite a bit. So like whatever it is, like whether it's like dance or drawing or any simple thing, you know, it makes such a difference as well. Um, so I just wanted to name that because creativity is such a really powerful and free resource as well mm-hmm. that can be tapped into. Um, and just to reiterate, uh, like the difference between feminism versus toxic feminism. Mm. Um, I really appreciate that distinction because they're not the same thing. Um, and for being for something versus against something or whatever, I mean, there's a dance there with that energy, but, uh, just naming that there's, you know, a range of energies within that. Um, and, and that this opportunity that we have to see the things that we don't want to see that are still there under the surface, like misogyny yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and racism, all the isms, you know, uh, to, and it's like, how do we, how do we allow it to be and see it and, and acknowledge that more people are waking up um, mm-hmm. and then do like a ho'oponopono, <laughs> you know, like to the part of me that's created that or living with that, or, you know, is that mm-hmm. I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a powerful prayer or, and I don't know if everybody wants to call it a prayer, but yes, yeah, it's practice, powerful yeah. practice and words. And I really like the creativity aspect that you brought up because I do, I often don't like pull it into what I call my foundations, but it really is a foundation, right? I mean, if you think throughout history in some of the hardest times in history, creativity is what got people through it, right? Yeah. It's like art is what got people through it. Like being able to make connections via creativity or just processing your emotions via creativity. It's probably the best, I mean, like you said, free and the best way to actually do some emotional processing, you know, even, even cooking, like, you know, creatively, mm-hmm. you know, cause mm-hmm. that's something I know my whole life. I was always so busy in the last few years of slowed down and I enjoy cooking now. I never really saw myself as somebody who enjoyed cooking. I saw myself as somebody who enjoyed eating. And <laughs> I feel like it's like this, this shift for me of this, like more connection with the feminine, honestly, mm. too, and the earth. And that is, changes everything for my health because it's a different relationship with that practice of food and sharing food and making food and, you know, all the things and harvesting wild things. Like that's a new thing for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much potential. There is with simple things. Yep. I, I saw something the other day where it was like on a TV show and she looked down at this, you know, plate of food and she's like, it's so hard to believe that this was just ingredients a few minutes ago, you know? And it's like, yeah, it is a magical thing, right. To, to cook yeah. and to bake and like for a completely different, um, alchemizing thing to happen in that process from what you started with. Um, and that's why, I mean, in cultures, you know, like Italian cultures and Greek and all of that, like, I mean, food and French, it's like, that's been such a part of the joy of life. Right. And, and I Mm -hmm. think what's so important right now too, is to find joy where you can. Yeah, absolutely. As much. And I'm going to take that creativity piece a little bit farther. I believe that that is the purpose of life. Mm. And I lay out the argument 
for that in my book in some detail. Mm -hmm. But basically, I think we're not here to prove ourselves to some God in heaven. We're not here to suffer. I believe that we are here to create mm -hmm. and to learn how to create more fully uh, with, con with our consciousness. Because I, you know, while I am not the, oh, wave your magic wand and we create, you know, the uh, BMW in the driveway the next morning or whatever. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but I really do believe that consciousness is the basis of reality that consciousness creates reality and that we are part of that consciousness and that we all, all conscious beings on this earth contribute to the reality that we inhabit. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that the kind of creativity that, that Jen was talking about with the, the cooking and the dance and the, that, is, that is what fires up our inner creativity. And I think it's really, really important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like what, that circles back to what Sarah was saying about sovereignty too. You know, it's it, like it absolutely does coming yeah. into mm -hmm. the self. Yeah. Sorry, Jenny, you were going to say something. Yeah. I just wanted to speak more to that. You know, um, the creative process is a big deal to me. It's how I see business. I talk about it in my TED talk. I talk about it mm -hmm. in my life every day because I see that the feminine way of creation is not building. It's, you know, allowing and growing and nourishing and, um, and I, and I, you know, for me, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that I am constantly like dancing with my ego about like the, a, a, um, a, an illusion of control mm. <laughs> or delusion of control. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I, I, I like what that. You say? I'm stealing that. The delusion. So of usually delusion. delusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's my delusion. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so, so for me, I am, I am being just like thrown slammed down sometimes into being acknowledging the being in the process and I have no control and I have, I have no, no, the, the levels of planning or strategy or that all the masculine stuff. Like I just, it's not there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just in this process. I'm going to go lay on the ground today. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at. And it's like, and, and, I, and I think that that is a really important thing to acknowledge that we don't know exactly what's coming. And so how do we resource and how do we trust the process and step into the process, acknowledge the process and acknowledge that things are different than they were a couple of years ago, as far as how things work and energy and how we work. And, you know, the strategies that I had for my business years ago don't work anymore at all. Like we're in a different world. So it's okay. Now what? And I, and I don't even know sometimes. And so I'm just like, okay, let's just see. You know, let's just see, yep. you know, like what Sarah was talking about the feminine, like coming from that place and meditation and like getting the, the insight that comes from rest from a Hakomi's perspective, like, okay, allowing that to come and then stepping into it, even if my brain or my ego are like, what? Yes, yes. right. absolutely. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that there's still so much of it, especially because all of us have our own businesses, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's actually probably even more important for us to model to our clients and, and, you know, people in our lives that, um, a, we don't have control that B we're following 
our cycles, we're following our energy levels because our mm-hmm. energy tells us a lot about what mm-hmm. is happening to our health, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not going into, this is something that I've done for years, like going into panic mode when I don't have all the energy all the time, mm-hmm. you know, that that's okay. And to really allow my body to rest, you know, as, mm-hmm. as much as she needs, you know, and that's um, so hard for so many of us to unwind from. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this today and that all of us are are sort of on the same page around that, because I do think we need models. We need many more models of that. Can I speak to that quickly? I want to voice that, um, even knowing what I know about feminine masculine, like I, you know, was still in the overly masculine, even as an entrepreneur, even as, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. old habits die hard. Right. And so disassembling this, um, you know, from my activities, from my consciousness, um, and then reassembling what it does look like has been a long road. And I really do think that a lot of us are living it so that we can teach it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause the new ways are coming, mm-hmm. but I also want to say for, um, many of us, the old ways will not work anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. you cannot get away with it anymore. And so if, you know, you are trying to like start your own soul business or, you know, do it differently to kind of, I'll say regress back into an old hustle or an old patriarchal way of being, or that internal misogyny takes over, um, it won't work. And I've really learned this over and over and over again in my business. Like if I am not following this internal strategy of masculine, feminine alchemy, if I am not listening to what the divine is telling me to do, if I'm not in right relationship with my own resources, my money won't flow. Mm -hmm. Like the Mm -hmm. clients don't come. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck, you know? And so if you find yourself pushing or, you know, trying to kind of go back to the old ways of being, and they're just not working. I really think that many of us right now, you know, in this female entrepreneur space are actually learning the new ways to begin to lay the foundations um, for what those new ways will look like. And if it's not working for you, you're probably a way shower that is like trying to figure out a different way. Um, but we need to be led, um, and stop the, you know, trying to have control over that. Um, yeah, really wanted to normalize that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, what you were saying, um, keys into what we were talking about as far as control is, is concerned too, because, we can't, I mean, I, there are some things obviously that we can control and a lot of those are within us, things that we can control ourselves. But there's also the fact that the, the whole more masculine thing of, of trying to control what is outside of us ignores that keying into the zeitgeist where, I mean, I, I, I used to ride a lot and you cannot control a thousand pound animal you can just dance with it. And that's what we need to do is dance with the the creation around us, what everyone else is creating. We have to key into it. We have to know what's going on. We have to understand how to go with the flow so that we don't control, but we direct. And, and, and we put energy where we flow some energy where, where we want things to move to, which is not the same thing as gotcha. Right. You know, that kind of control. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's this very delicate balance. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. determining. I just want to speak really quick to, I think Jen and I might have already talked about this, but one of our um, colleagues, Megan O'Malley, I was very impressed because she got on social media and she said, why I'm quitting social media and, you know, for this foreseeable future. And she went on, you know, um, for like probably five slides explaining exactly why, because she said, you know, it, it felt like a dysfunctional relationship of like giving so much to it and not getting anything back. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, talk about leading, right? Mm-hmm. She's trusting herself and her gut that this, that's just not working for her anymore. Mm-hmm. And she's moving, you know, in this way that is against everything that any, you know, quote unquote, successful person in our current society would say do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I was like, I felt the power in that. And like, I've been playing around with the idea in my mind too, you know, I'm not quite there yet, but, um, I just, I think that that is speaking to what Sarah said, like that is us like finding our way and really just being Mm -hmm. like, if I know it inside, I got to do it. It doesn't matter what anyone else says, even if it's Mm -hmm. a million people coming at you saying, this is how you should do things. So yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty powerful. So I'm thinking about that masculine feminine alchemy, and I'm working with a lot of like female entrepreneurs about what that looks like inside Mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, but I, I actually want to talk about, um, what, like an external example, because I'm in a new love relationship and I I think you'd be okay with me sharing this. Um, but there was, so we're practicing some consciousness about polarity. So, you know, he's going to hold the masculine polarity in the relationship. I'm going to hold the feminine polarity. Like, you know, that's nice when that happens. And so, um, you know, this notion of like, you know, I've done so much work as the man is the masculine. I'm just going to show up and like the way I show up is going to like kind of control the situation or like, because I'm, you know, conscious and we do this internally as well, like, because I have the idea and I execute it, we think like, well, everything's just going to, you know, work around that. Like, you know, I, I have my shit together. It's conscious, Right. And it's so interesting because um, to, and I do it inside of myself, but to Mm -hmm. watch it in this relationship dynamic right now, it's like, you know, the feminine has loads of wisdom and Mm -hmm. he wants to know that wisdom. And so as soon as we started this relationship dance, he was like, well, that control thing is out the window because, you know, we're not used to tapping into the well of wisdom of the feminine. And this is one of the things that we're awakening to bringing back now um, that the feminine is so infinite. Like the masculine is consciousness. It is the decision maker, you know, it is the structure, but it's not um, controlling or dominant. Right. And so there's like a, such a wisdom and an intelligence of allowing that masculine to like make decisions. But um, in my TEDx, I talk about like this, this cycle of, you know, tapping into the feminine to get the wisdom. And then that's actually what informs the masculine making the decision. Right. So, you know, cycling through that, like in our day, in our processes, in our relationships. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really important point of, you know, that masculine and feminine within ourselves and, and working in that, like you said, like, I mean, especially as entrepreneurs, 
because it's like we have to tap into both of those in order to make things work. A thousand percent. Like there's not even another way, right? So the consciousness of what these two archetypes are is like up to us to Mm -hmm. figure out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, the, and that yeah. goes back into the cycles throughout the day, really. And even yeah. the menstrual cycle again, you know, like near ovulation, that is a more masculine time. Literally our testosterone is higher. You know, that is when yeah. being out in the world and connecting and doing things, if you are trying to push a project out, that's a really good time to do that versus when you are bleeding it's a great time to go internal and really assess everything and get really clear on what's, you know, working in your life and what's not working in your life. So, um, yeah, it's so powerful, those energies within each of us. And then obviously within our relationships in the world too. Um, yeah, we could go on and on forever about that. I know we're coming close on time. Oh, were you going to say something? Sorry. Diotima, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say we could, but. Yeah, 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 (laughs) but the time, yeah. So um, we've talked a little bit about what women could do, um, you know, to move towards a more positive future for all. But does anybody want to, you know, throw anything else out there that we haven't covered yet? Vote. Vote. (laughs) Protest, vote, do magic if need. Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, I think for me, the thing that has been my stretch that's helped me through this stuff is being more vulnerable, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of control. And it's mm-hmm. way more constructive. It's mm-hmm. like, so that's my stretch is mm-hmm. being more vulnerable yes. and it's a practice. Yeah. And I think that, you know, these kinds of conversations and being real about things is, is really, really, really important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to add on to that, you know, I have a a friend who this kind of goes back to the work thing again, because she's also an entrepreneur and, um, you know, she's sort of written these different things about the struggles that she's been through, but then sort of how she's in this fixed place now. And she was wondering why it wasn't like connecting with the audience as much. And I said, I really think that we're in a time now of authenticity and vulnerability, right? And to be authentic, none of us have it all together. (laughs) All of us are on our path of healing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like we all are still dealing with some shit we were dealing with 20 years ago, you know? Like (laughs) the reality, like- Uh, 60 years ago? (laughs) 60 years ago. I mean, and, and I talk about this a lot to clients and I have to remind myself, you know, there's something I learned in my master's program about the, the spiral, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea that your core wound or wounds, because I don't think we have just one, sits at the bottom and that, you know, we do the work on it and then we come on the other side of the spiral. We're like, we're done. It's over. I've, you know, we've done all the work. And then it comes back around and hits that core wound again, but it's a level up right? So you're just like, why am I back here? What is going on? I thought I worked through this. And it's like, you don't ever work through it all. It's, it's always going to be there, but every time you go up, you know, in the spiral and you take everything that you've learned the times before and you work with it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And there's beauty in the acceptance of that instead of our cultural, Mm -hmm. like done with that, move on, you know, Mm -hmm. um, because Mm -hmm. it can cause more pain Honestly, if you think you're done with it, moved on, and then it comes back around for you to work with it again. So I think that authenticity, um, you know, and being vulnerable and being real about that with, Mm -hmm. if you are in a place of having your own business and sharing, you know, with uh, Mm -hmm. people listening to you to, to be honest about those things. 
Oh my gosh. I just did that hardcore on the sacred remembering podcast yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it about the gut one? It's about the gut. I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw it. To the gut. And it's just my story. It's like, I had a vulnerability hangover big time, but, um, I'd love to answer the question because I was brainstorming knowing that this question was coming. And I want to take us back to, um, like thinking kind of broadly about the shift in consciousness that's occurring and about sovereignty. And so both of these are kind of like a, a mental reframe that I really think helps elevate our consciousness. Um, So two things that women can do, right? One, I really want women to, I want to invite women to begin to reframe that we're not trying to catch up to men. We're not trying to like, I'm not trying to be equal to men in a patriarchy. What we're doing is like disassembling what wasn't working and creating new paradigms of unity. So the constant orienting toward men or trying to catch up to men or trying to get men to understand or convince men, waste of energy, right? Like we're going back to Mm. um, sovereignty and inner masculine feminine union. And then like, we're not fighting against something like that's a, such a waste of, of energy that really is such a root cause of women's depletion is like the fighting for fighting for equality, fighting for, you know, equal representation. It's like, what happens if we just decide to be it in our own lives and our own energy, it starts to become true. So any opposition, any fighting, any polarity is actually ultimately a waste of energy if we continue to do it. So that's the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, it, like, I love what you just said about like the layers of the onion, kind of like, we're always cycling back around. I just came back like from this four month cycle around my core wounding and this, you know, these like, eclipses and it was a pain in the ass. Right. (laughs) Um, so that happened. Mm -hmm. However, there's another consciousness reframe that I want to invite us into, which is we're not constantly healing. I think we, we choose. Okay. It's like two choices to simplify this. Am I broken and constantly healing or Am I sovereign and pulling all my pieces back to myself? I'm calling all of the parts of myself to myself because they're already mine. And so we're working on integration, right? Not perpetual healing because just that mindset, like if I, if I feel like my gut's broken or if I feel like my ability to, you know, love is broken or, or have money is broken, then I'm always seeing myself as separate from the wholeness Mm -hmm. and I'm in a hustle for wholeness. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the mental reframe of I am sovereign, I'm calling all of these parts back to myself. What do I have to do? And then I'm going to be shown the way, like I'm going to be shown the way by my soul, by the divine, because I'm working like in those really their 12th dimensional frequencies, they're like, they're the unity consciousness frequencies. And so if I'm standing in the truth of who I am, I'm going to experience that the world is like working with me, right? Mm -hmm. So much more than um, if I'm if I feel like I am struggling to become whole. And I started, I started sovereignty sessions actually in my business because I was having so many sessions 
with women where like when I started talking about sovereignty and teaching energetic sovereignty, they were like light bulb moment, like just, whoa, like total reframe that changes from, you know, I'm broken and I have to constantly heal myself to catch up to like wherever I'm supposed to be versus I am me now. Mm -hmm. And I choose to stand in the truth of who I am. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Absolutely. And I think in a lot of ways that actually, you know, what Diatima was talking about and, you know, what we've kind of talked about joy and creativity in life, like that is being in that place more, right? If we see the wholeness and that we're calling things in, we're going to be able to access the joy and the creativity much more than if we're fighting against ourselves, essentially, you know, that's what it is. A lot of times when we think something's broken, we're sort of, I mean, autoimmune disorders are a perfect example, Mm -hmm. right? It's a Mm -hmm. manifestation of sort of fighting ourselves, um, fighting, you know, different parts of our bodies. And so, um, yeah, I, I really love that viewpoint shift there. So thank you for sharing that. It's massive. I think it's life-changing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so Mm life-changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jen, do you have anything you want to add? I appreciate, I'm taking notes. This is good stuff. (laughs) She's like, I got my notes down. Yeah. And and it's funny because I feel like my healing journey recently has changed and it's been very vivid, like soul retrieval, like my Mm four-year-old, my 12-year-old, and it has been exactly that. It's like very clear, fast, like what's this? Okay, let's let's figure out what's there and call her back. And it's been really, um, yeah, quick and powerful and um, and empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I and I think that the self help you know mentality of like oh I have to constantly whatever. It's like no, I, I love the paradigm shift Sarah just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I, it's an empowering paradigm shift mm-hmm. instead of like mm-hmm. something is wrong with me I have to and, that, and that's also right. and more women are in the self-help than men so it's also like you know self and you know uh it's a misogyny internalized misogyny as well because mm-hmm. it's like oh you know I'm not whatever it's like yeah mm-hmm. you're not a freaking person who's overly masculine you know in a female body you know mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely because most of our trauma a lot of um, I'll speak for myself like my traumas are all about being female mm you know, like, and it's, so it's like either my voice or, you know, there's a whole long list of the things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And I know yeah. I'm not alone in that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have one, sorry, somebody going to say something. No. Okay. Diatima, I did want to ask you one question about astrologically, um, what's mm-hmm. sort of a few years down the road, because I've been reading a little bit, um, from, a couple of different astrologers that we really are moving into sort of the women, um, women more in places of power by mm-hmm. like the end of this decade in particular. I agree with that. Okay. I was I like, are you seeing that too? <laughs> there's a whole hell of a lot of upheaval coming around and we need to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to be strong and we need to stand up for our own rights because that's the only way we are going to create the new society. And yes, I would agree that, that we're going to have a big say in what this this coming society looks like Mm -hmm. nice yeah which is going to be very different than what we're living in now yeah I definitely have also read about the climate change being I mean essentially the number one issue Mm -hmm. that there's no way to get around by the end of this 
um, this decade. The elephant in the room. Everyone wants to talk about going to Mars and having buying Bitcoin and all of this sort of thing. It's like, no, (laughs) we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fix our home. We're way past time needing to focus on it. Yeah, absolutely. And since we women are, have culturally and been focused on the home for so many thousands of years, now we're expanding our concept of home to mm. the planet. And mm. that's where we make our home. I love that. I'm going to end on that note because I think that was very um, inspiring for me personally of a vision forward, right? It's like mm-hmm. we've kind of talked today about like doing the work internally within mm-hmm. ourselves and then that showing up in the world and creating the new world that we want to be living in and that we hope our children can live in. Right. So I want to thank you guys so much for being here. This was so awesome. Um, thank you. You know, I, there, there was a intro in the beginning about all of you guys, but if you have anything coming up that you want to share or, you know, Diatima, I know you have a book. I know both Sarah and Jen have Ted talks that you guys can point people to. So mm-hmm. go, go ahead. Yeah, for me, um, I have free gifts on my website and uh, lots of resources and upcoming classes and programs uh, for creative and holistic entrepreneurs specifically. So you want to say your website, website address? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> Jen Ailey Coaching. So it's spelled J-E-N-A-L-Y coaching.com. And the gifts is just forward slash gifts. Perfect. And I am an astrologer and you can find uh, me my astrology and my book, which is called Touch the Earth, Kiss the Sky, at my website, which is uraniaswell.com, Urania being the goddess of astrology. So that would be U-R-A-N-I-A-S-W-E-L-L.com. Great. Wonderful. And for me, everything is at sarahpoet.com, Sarah with an H. And um, my cat just jumped on my desk to join us here. Speaking of the feminine <laughs> making the entrance. Um, She's like, I'm here. <laughs> well, so Mine yeah, just jumped I, up next to me too. Yes. The, the feminine, someone, I think it was Andrew Harvey said that like nothing is more feminine than a cat. And so that, <laughs> she just made her appearance. Um, so I, yeah, I have a free download there called Masculine Feminine Money. I'm teaching a class called masculine feminine money coming up and I am playing with some ideas about a women's uh, spiritual business mastermind for women um, in year zero through three where um, where I'm actually going to do a feminine uh, pricing model that I, I made up um, where it's like a sliding scale based on how many women join. And so we're working with those uh, energetics of collaboration and masterminding and coming together to find new solutions. So that's at sarahpoet.com backslash sustain, but just reach out to me if you know that you want to be a part of that, because we're going to have to talk to each other through this um, different pricing model. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I love so. that. Definitely. Let me know how that yeah. goes. That's very interesting. Yeah. Like it. It's just one of those intuitions that won't yeah. leave me alone. And interestingly, um, I go to a, a very wonderful man for energy work and he was like, don't do that. You know, like, like five months ago, he's like, don't do that. And 
Um, you know, I'm like, it's back. I'm listening. Um, you know, it's, it's probably innovative. It, so. it makes total sense actually. And I, it's come to yeah. my head a lot of times and I'm, and I'm like, how do I do that? So I'm going to watch you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, you be the leader <laughs> in the situation. And report <laughs> because, back to us. because that really yeah. is the factor. That's the biggest thing for prices for groups is how many people are in it, you know, mm. for lots of reasons. And mm-hmm. so it makes total yeah. sense that it would be depend on that. Right. Without you because having like, to figure it out ahead of time, which is hard to do now. Right. Mm-hmm. A masculine model would be like, I want to, I actually like a patriarchal masculine model would be, I want to get as much money out of people as possible. I want to prove that I have the, the capacity to hold these high prices, all that bullshit. And so yeah. I don't, you know, I'm all about integrity and heart in business. And so it's like, well, if I know that I need to make, you know, like if I need to pay myself $15,000 or $20,000 for this investment of my time and holding this space, then the, the, that's just what I need to make. And then the total number of people can determine like what it costs for everyone. So if there's five people, then it's $4,000, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If there's 10 people, it's $2,000. So um, yeah, I'm going to try it. We'll see. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to report back and, to us for sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's different. It's new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thanks again for being here with me today. I so appreciate this discussion. We may have to do it again in the future. I loved Love it. it. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, you guys. I will see you next time. <laughs>